All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Thirty minutes of live, nonstop lease talk starts now. And off we go. What's going on, and everybody? Presented by Botano. It's a Thursday edition of Lease Morning Take. Nick Alberga with you. Jay Rosehill will drop by for another installment of Three Hits with Rosie in about five minutes from now. Rest assured, he has a lot to say. First and foremost, our apologies for the technical difficulties yesterday, but we are trying out a new program a new software going forward, so there shouldn't be any more technical glitches. If you missed it yesterday, by the way, we spent the first five minutes teeing up a Joseph Wall interview that we never brought you, at least on this show. Having said that, we did interview Joseph Wall. It is on our YouTube page, at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could check it out. It was uh, phenomenal stuff. He's so calm, cool, and collected. Honestly, it reminded me a lot of our interview with Matthew Nyes from a couple months back. Just so chill. We talked about that. We talked about a lot of different things dating back to this past season for Joseph Wall. So make sure you go check that out in our interviews uh, folder at the Leafs Nation 401. Again, our apologies for everything that transpired yesterday. We aim to please and we aim to be better. Moving forward here on Leafs Morning Take, should mention as well, have another great guest lined up for you on today's show coming up in about 10. Retired NHL netminder, now does great work with MSG, TSN, RDS, Martin Biron will drop by in about 10. We're going to handicap Toronto's crease. I thought it would make perfect sense having Joseph Wall on yesterday to talk on the three goaltenders right now in between the pipes for the Maple Leafs. And I say right now because a lot can change, of course, over the next couple months. So we'll dive into that with Marty Biron coming up. Also, I want to remind you again to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review. 
wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Again, at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. If you're watching right now and are not subscribed, please help us out. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take and surely we'll pop up. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. It's sure to be a hectic six weeks here in Leafs Nation, so make sure you're posted to that website and to this show because we'll have everything covered for you, including the chat here on YouTube. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, you can drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to them a bit later on the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. Three of the Stanley Cup final coming up tonight from Sunrise. Who would have projected and predicted it would go this way, considering the run the Florida Panthers are on? But as I said on the show the other day, the old rest versus rust debate. And then you add in the fact that there's an extra day off between game two in Vegas on Monday and now game three here in Sunrise on Thursday night. And quite honestly, I just have no way of knowing what's going to happen in this series. My botanical wrap up is coming up in about 15 or so. So stay tuned for that. But it is Vegas against Florida. It's hard to believe the Golden Knights are two wins away from winning a Stanley Cup, especially when you consider the team we cover on a daily basis, how hard it's been to even just win around. And Vegas just keeps going back and back and back to a conference final, back to their second Stanley Cup final. And oh, so close. Uh, but we'll see what the Florida Panthers have in store. To me, ultimately, the goaltending is my fascination, which is perfect for today's show, of course, with Marty Biron coming up in about five minutes from now. Aiden Hill standing on his head. And I wonder... It is a copycat league, and everybody talks about the Matthew Kachuk deal. What this means for net mining moving forward in the Stanley Cup playoffs, in the NHL in general, when you look at third stringer Aiden Hill, two wins away from winning a Stanley Cup, and say he does it, what do teams do with their goaltenders? Are they electing to pay guys big-time money when you see a guy like Aiden Hill step up? You know, I was sort of laughing the other night when it was Aiden Hill and Alex Lyon who took over for Sergei Bobrovsky. We know how much money he makes. But you start to really wonder about goaltending in general in the NHL and if teams are overpaying for these guys and maybe it makes more sense cap-wise to go with lower lower budget type guys, especially when you look at some of the cup winners over the years. And I know Jordan Bennington was out of this world, uh, Braden Holpe as well for the Washington Capitals. Then you had Vasilevsky back-to-back for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then you had a very pedestrian Darcy Kemper. At least those are my words from last year when it comes to Colorado. That offense was such a juggernaut. It didn't really matter, in my opinion, who was playing goal for that team. They were going to win the Stanley Cup. And I did think it was sort of a pedestrian effort. So I wonder if the mindset changes around this league, knowing Aiden Hill is in between the pipes and taking nothing away from Aiden Hill or his family. I think he's going to get paid by somebody this offseason, but it's sort of buyer beware, considering more so where he was like a year ago. The trade, just that depth in between the pipes, you know, the whole Robin Leonard situation. Logan Thompson's the number one for the majority of the season. The Rampoisois starts the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then here we are entering game three of the Stanley Cup final. And it is Aiden Hill uh, ever since that round and round two against the Edmonton Oilers has been an you know unbelievable story, quite honestly. And I wouldn't be shocked if he's still involved in the Conn Smythe conversation. That's how good I think Aiden Hill has been. Maybe the sample size is a bit small for our like and our taste. But again, Bobrovsky didn't start the first round. I do think it has had a, a monumental impact. It goes without saying here on this run for the Vegas Gold Knights. So for me, that is the big story here of Game 3, the goaltending. We know Sergei Bobrovsky is coming back, but he's looked ordinary. He's looked human. Seven goals in the first two games of this series. And maybe it just speaks to how impeccable he was um, in the first three rounds here, the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Florida Panthers. Meantime, for the first time in four years, the UFC is returning to Canada. 
Saturday, June 10th, Rogers Arena in Vancouver, UFC 289. Bantamweight champion Amanda Nunes will put her title on the line against Irene Aldana. I can't believe the day is almost here coming up on Saturday. In total, six Canadians have been added to the card headlined by Burlington, Ontario's Mike Malott. He's taken on American Adam Fugit. Malott, who's a Dana White contender series signee, is widely considered the top rising fighter in Canada right now. This marks the sixth UFC event in Vancouver. Additionally, this is the first pay-per-view in Vancouver in nine years. UFC 174 on June 14, 2014. It has been a while, almost a decade. So certainly looking forward to Saturday and also looking forward to that. This, excuse me, three hits with Rosie. Hey, welcome back to Three Hits with Rosie. You know, if you haven't seen the interview that we put out yesterday with Joseph Wall, go back and check it out on our page, our YouTube page. It's going to be all over the place, but uh, very impressive interview. You know, I got to say that it reminds me a lot of the Matthew Nyes interview that we had earlier this season. Uh, We've got him again this week, but there's a correlation between these kids coming up and just having their heads screwed on right just having their affairs in order. You know, it's uh, it, it's no surprise that these guys are coming into the NHL, coming into that spotlight and performing because when you talk to them, they have their thoughts sorted out. They have their heads screwed on right. They're confident. They understand what's going on and they just seem like they're ready for this kind of a, an opportunity. And when they go out onto the ice and get thrust into, you know, the spotlight, both Nyes and Wool were thrown into the pressure cooker at crucial times in the season for the Toronto Maple Leafs with all the media and all the hoopla and both of them performed under pressure. And when you interview them, I can, I can see why. And I want to talk about, you know, when you're a part of an NHL organization, you you go around their facilities and you just, you just laugh. There's, there's hyperbaric chambers. There's hundred thousand dollar treadmills that you can zip yourself into. There's leg squeezing sleeves that squeeze the lactic. There's everything under the sun. No horses are spared. Millions of dollars spent on getting the most out of these players physically, because that's what sports is but where I feel like they're kind of not up to snuff as much as they should be is on the mental side of the game and Joseph Wall really talked about that he said after my first year pro didn't go as as well as I wanted and I realized that I have to really you know put some time and some energy into you know getting my mental fortitude in you know an elite place and that's what all the elite players have mental strength mental toughness and he seems to have been working on in the last three years and lo and behold look what position he's found himself in so very impressive to see these younger kids come up and i i I really believe there's going to be a pattern between players coming into this league having success who have spent time on their mental preparation it's every bit as important as the physical side of the game and i i really think that uh you know, the Maple Leafs are in good hands, maybe more than uh, people even understand having guys like Matthew Nyes and Joseph Wall coming into the fray with everything they've done preparation wise. It's uh, it's nice to see that these kids are looking like they're very much ready to be in this league. Gotta love it. The one and only Jay Rosehill and I guess the cat's out of the bag. Yes, we're interviewing Matthew Nyes coming up tomorrow. An interview you'll hear in its entirety coming up on Monday. So looking forward to that. And uh, also it was a lot of fun catching up with Joseph Wall, uh, netminder, of course, for the Maple Leafs yesterday. And it's so funny that 
Uh, we didn't even synchronize what we were going to say and the fact that it reminded me a lot of, of Matthew Nyes, exactly what I said to start off this show. So a very, very bright future when it comes to Nyes and certainly Joseph Wall in between the pipes. As I bring in today's guest, uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Martin Buran. What's going on, Marty? How are you, buddy? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? Fantastic, man. Great to see that face. It's been a while. I think the last I saw you was in Montreal last year at the draft, no? At the draft, yeah. And I'm actually looking forward to go to Nashville this year at the draft. Uh, I am going to pace myself because when we got to Montreal last year, it was the Jazz Festival. We went out right away, had a late night. The next day, it was the first time all the media were back together, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, with the pandemic and everything, a lot of people hadn't seen each other. Um, so I started hanging out with a bunch of my French buddies that are with uh, TVI and RDS and all of that. And and then the next day, no voice. I could like I had to do four hours of Sabres programming and I could barely speak. So I'm going to pace myself this year. It's funny you say that because that was the running joke. Uh, you know, if you remember my time over at Sirius XM NHL Network Radio, and I won't mention names, but every time we go to an all-star weekend or a draft, somebody, and again, I won't mention names, would lose their voice. And it seemed to happen frequently. And I'm with you. Uh, I just got word the other day I'm actually headed to Nashville for all-star weekend. Oh, nice. Well, drafts and all-stars, man, are just so much fun, especially when you bring in Music City. Like, I have no idea what to expect. I just know it's going to be a massive party. The NHL world's going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun for these kids getting drafted, right? Yeah, well, no, it's definitely a lot of fun. I remember when it was here in Buffalo, there was the Austin Matthews draft. Yeah. And there was a lot of buzz uh, that year with obviously Matthews and the Leafs picking one. Uh, you know, it's funny because the, you know, the NHL playoffs game three is in Florida tonight. That's where Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel got uh, their draft. So Eichel going back to where he was picked second overall um and uh, yeah so they you know you kind of remember drafts by their locations it's like you don't remember the oh the 16 draft the 12 draft whatever you're like oh the draft in buffalo the draft in florida my draft was in edmonton the year before that was hartford like that's almost how you remember the drafts and you remember them by the big trades too. I remember the the Pittsburgh one way back when, when they pulled off that Jordan Stahl deal, but certainly yeah. looking forward to the draft. We still have a bit of the Stanley Cup final left. And I wanted to bring you on to handicap the goaltending. So I don't know if you caught that. We had Joseph Wall on the show yesterday. Very bright kid, an American kid, obviously had a very, very uh, amazing finish to the season. Great AHL campaign that ends up being the number one goaltender for the Leafs in an elimination game in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, As I, I, things situate right now, Marty, in between the pipes, assuming they do something with Matt Murray, how would you feel of a tandem uh, of Joseph Wall and Ilya Samsonov? I, I would be comfortable. Listen, I think Ilya Samsonov was really good this year. Um, he and Matt Murray had their moments, right? So, you know, Murray is hurt. Samsonov takes it. Samsonov missed. Murray plays a little bit. But we can all agree that the right thing to do with the Leafs and Matt Murray is probably to buy him out and to move on. So that leaves you with Samsonov, who's an RFA, needs a new contract, and Joseph Wall. Um, I think Joseph Wall has a ton of potential. He can uh, play an athletic game. He's got size. He's got strong structure. Um, and I almost feel that what we saw Wall at the NHL level, he was better than what I saw him at the AHL, even though he's really good at the AHL level. But there's you know, such a thing that when you go from the AHL to the NHL, the shots are better, the quality of passes are better, but there's not a lot of... Uh, 
unexpected things. There's not a lot of mistakes that you may see at the AHL level, miscoverage and all. And sometimes, yeah, goalies at the AHL level, you don't see their full potential until they get a chance at the NHL level. And sometimes the other way around, like a guy at the AHL level can be a stud, maybe eh, don't get anything done in the NHL. So it could be a change. But Joseph Wall, when he was with the Leafs, played in the regular season, played in the playoffs, he was really good. So then it becomes a... You know, what is Samsonov going to get and what are you going to pay him? Is he a $5 million goalie? Is he a $4 million goalie? Are you comfortable with that? Would you rather go out and acquire maybe somebody else through free agency or trade? Because it's going to be a crazy summer, in my opinion, with the goalie carousel. So um, I would be comfortable with Samsonov and Wall, but you still have to sign Ilya Samsonov, which would make it a little bit more complicated. And those are the two things that are eating away at this market, I think, in general, is how much is too much really a Samsonov. And the other conversation I'm hearing a lot, which makes no sense to me, is oh, Joseph Wall is so young. Why put him in when this team is ready to win a Stanley Cup? How many you know examples in recent memory have we got of teams with younger netminers that have gone a far, far away? I just don't know how you mature somebody and move them along if you don't play them in, in key pressure cooker type situations. Well, so young, he's 24, right? So, like, if he was 21 or 22, I understand that. I think of a goalie that's making the rounds now in the rumor mill is uh, Carter Hart. When Carter Hart came up to Philadelphia the first year, um, the Flyers wanted to be patient with Carter Hart. They wanted him to mature in the American League and to develop. They had to force him into Philadelphia because of all the injuries that they had with their netminders the first year, and he did really well. Now, looking back... You may think, well, okay, maybe he would have had a different development plan, uh, but who knows, right? You you deal with what you've got in front of you and you try to make it work. Joseph Wall is 24 years old. So to me, that's... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's not, oh, he's still young and needs time in the American League. No, it's time to see what you can do in the NHL. Because you're the backup for a year, maybe two. Now you're 26 years old. If you're that good and you're 26, 
It's number one. Like you're thinking, I want to be a number one goaltender. I want to uh, lead a team to the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think 21-22 is very young. 24 is time to move on to the NHL. You mentioned the goaltending carousel, and I think very similar to last offseason, it just predicts to be wild and chaotic and a couple names coming to the forefront. We'll start with Carter Hart. Would he make any sense at all if something doesn't work out with Samsonov and assuming Joseph Wall is one of the two? Would you would you take a flyer? Would you go after a guy like Carter Hart? I, I wouldn't. And listen, I think, number one, um, the Flyers look to want uh, a lot in return. Um, so this is a goalie that's making just a shade under $4 million a year left with an RFA tag after that contract. So you do have a chance to extend or look at the longer term plan with Carter Hart. But um, he was really good coming into the league. Then he took a major dip and it got back better last year. Is this because of John Tortorella and the way that he plays or he has a structure for his team to play in the defensive zone. A lot of block shots, a lot of covering the middle, uh, a lot of shots from the outside. Um, they're very um, um, stand, like standard, right? Their coverage is very standard. I played for Torts in New York. Yeah. Probably my best few years when I think of my performances, my save percentage, my goals against average. Um, it, was in my, it was my last three years of my career. Uh, but at the same time, it was a much simpler game. Um, so I think that Carter Hart benefited from that last year. But at the end of the day, I think he was, what, a 907 save percentage? Like, it's not like he rocked a 925. So um, I, I wouldn't. The performances tell me no. Uh, the cost would tell me no. And also, look, there you, you got to do your homework, right, and see – Okay, Carter Hart started really good, and then there was a big drop. Why was there a drop? It, he's very technical. He's very structured. Goalies now that are structured and technical like that have to be big. Connor Hellebuck is structured and technical. He's not athletic and acrobatic and exciting like Vasilevsky or Shesterkin or UC Soros, right? Uh, Frederick Anderson, you guys know him well in Toronto, but he's very big. He can play the standard structured game. Carter Hart is not very big, in my opinion, when compared to all the goalies around. So um, that could be a problem as well. So you got to do your homework. Why did the play drop? When did it happen? And uh, what would it look like with your team? I wouldn't do it if I was the Leafs. Bottom line, Marty, I think it has to be an upgrade. And that's where um, Connor Hellebuck enters the chat. One year away from UFA, that's that's a guy I would sniff around on. I think if you're the Maple Leafs and you want to upgrade and you want to get a Vesna caliber goaltender, that's your guy. But the price tag is going to be something to look at too, right? The price tag is going to be expensive. Uh, not when it comes to cap a number because he's just a shade over $6 million, which I think the Leafs could make that work. Uh, and you would get a really good goalie for a year. Now, again, you'd have to find a suitor for Ilya Samsonov, but uh, with the year that he had in the goalie market, the way that it's going to be this summer, I think you could uh, make a transaction for Samsonov. You could probably send Samsonov to Winnipeg and something else and get Connor Hellebuck in return. I think that it probably would work that way. Um, I think Connor Hellebuck is going to um, be uh, high on people's list this summer. He's extremely good. He can play a lot of games. The, the One of the goalie that has played the most games, most minutes, seen the most shots over the last recent years. So 
I think that you can uh, know that durability and reliability is going to be good with Connor Hubbock. So he's a, he's on the top of my list of guys that I could see on the trade market. UC Soros is also on the top of my list of guys that I could see on the trade market. If Barry Trotz and the Nashville Predators are like, ah, you know what? We we can we can move on uh, move up Askarov who was in uh, Milwaukee last year. He's a very very um, high end talent as a prospect, and you know Kevin Lankinen played well last year. So how do you balance that? Seeing what you could get in return for UC Soros. Apparently there was some rumors last year, and maybe it's going to intensify again this summer. So those are the two trade targets at the top of my list. Yeah, I think ideally Saros would be the guy everybody wants. But again, price tag is going to be massive. Uh, having said that, we talked about the draft. How many times has a team hosting the draft want to do something big? We even saw it last year in Montreal, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you, you see Montreal picking Slavkowski last year. Um, yeah, the host team always looking to do something big, but usually it's adding a big piece. Yeah. Um, UC Saros is so popular in Nashville <laughs> that I think you do that like, on June 30th. You don't do it on the 28th or the 29th. You wait after the draft and then you pull the plug um, on, on that because you may get booed when you get up to announce your pick in Nashville if you trade UC Searles. It's just incredible. They had Rene, they have Saros, now Askarov coming. It's just been a goaltending factory. Even you before know, that, it's been yeah. Mike Dunham, Thomas Vokum, uh, even Chris Mason and Dan Ellis played really well. Like it, it has been a goalie gold mine for years in Nashville. I don't know if it's in the water. <laughs> I know before that, I would kind of say Mitch Korn, right? Mitch Korn was the goalie guru yeah. with the Nashville Predators alongside Barry Trotz, right, for all these years. And he did a fantastic job. And then he went to Washington with Barry Trotz. And then he went to the Islanders with Barry Trotz. And you look at the track record. Everywhere they've been, everywhere Mitch Gordon's been, there's been good goaltenders. Oh, wait a second. Before that, he was in Buffalo with Dominic Hasek. Like, that just, you know, makes it happen. It's pretty damn good. Um, as a former goaltender in this league, I'd love to get your general philosophy and has it changed when it comes to net miners? Like, coming in, I talked about the fact that Aiden Hill, if we were to talk about this guy a year ago, it's like, holy shit, look where he is now, right? He's two wins away from winning a Stanley Cup. Has your philosophy changed in terms of how teams should handicap their crease, knowing what we've seen the last couple of years with guys like Holpe and, and Biddington? I know Vasilevsky's maybe the exception, even Darcy Kemper last year. Like, should teams go cheap in between the pipes? No, teams should not go cheap. Um, look, paying a goalie $3 million, $4 million uh, is not the 7, 8, 9, 10, uh, but you could still get a lot of good performances from a $3, 4000000 million player or goaltender as long as they play well. Like, you know, you've got 100 goalies that played in the NHL this year. Really, technically, you got 64 goalies when you look at two goalies per team. Um, if you have a goalie that's ranked 20th or 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 worst when you look at goal save above expectations and all of that and the and the advanced metrics, like it's tough to win. So I pulled the numbers, right? The last five Stanley Cup finals, okay, there was only three goaltenders that were outside of the top 20 when it comes to goal save above expectations. And those three goalies were Kerry Price in 2021. Well, it's Kerry Price. Like, I don't care if he's 50th in goal save <laughs> above expectation that year. He can always turn it on in the playoffs. Tuka Rask in 2019, same thing with Tuka Rask and Holby in 18. But if we remember, Braden Holby did not start the 18 playoffs. There's Philip Grubauer and then Holby took over. So those are the only three goalies 
in the last five years that were worse than 20th in goal save above expectation. Other than that, it's been Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky last year was fifth. Kemper was seventh. Vasilevsky was fourth the year before. 13th. Hudobin was third. Bennington was 11th. Flurry was 11th. Like they're all goalies that have performed. So usually when they're older and they've had the performances, they're getting paid. So that's why you pay goaltenders. And that's why uh, usually um, the, the more established goaltenders are the one that gets the result. Hey, Marty, you sold me. That was fantastic stuff right there. Thanks so much for bringing the heat today, buddy. <laughs> uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what transpires here over the next couple of weeks. And I hope to run into you at uh, Tootsie's maybe. Uh, any any place down Broadway, I will be probably not talking so I can save my voice, but I'll be drinking, which will be good. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Thank you so much for this. Thanks a lot. The one and only uh, Martin Buron, one of the best in the industry, folks. He's uh, phenomenal. And, and that was great, man. Like I threw some heat at him and I just want to throw that question at him because, again, he's a former goaltender in this league. And to fire back the way he did, I was really, really impressed because uh I'm siding with Martin Buron. I know it's a league where it's like a copycat tradition. And, you know, you see a guy like Aiden Hill have success. All of a sudden, people are wondering, maybe you have a guy who makes two million bucks and you win a Stanley Cup. I just don't think it works that way. And uh, excellent stuff from Martin Buron. Meantime, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. So it's game three here of the Stanley Cup final in Sunrise. FLA Live Arena, the Florida Panthers, the Vegas Golden Knights. It won't be a sweep. Plain and simple. I know people are not giving the Florida Panthers respect right now, but I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers money line in this game, minus 118. If you want to get cheeky with it, maybe extract some more value, take the Panthers in regulation. Again, famous last words because it's been such a, a crazy and chaotic Stanley Cup playoffs in general, specifically here in the Stanley Cup final. We're just so wildly unpredictable and the Vegas Golden Knights look so strong in game two I expect a bounce back I don't think the Florida Panthers are going to go quietly and again it could be famous last words but they've just gone so far they've been so impressive uh, I know the old rest versus rust debate but I think the fact they got an extra day off to chill out um, re reset retool and get back into the swing of things here in the Stanley Cup final on top of that they're on home ice the rats are going to be going crazy tonight so I like the Florida Panthers to respond. I don't know if they're going to win this series, but I think they're going to win uh, game three of this uh, series moving forward here against the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights here in the Stanley Cup final. So let's look at the chat right now. Um, looking at some of the um, comments and concerns, uh, Mark Wall is a future number one for sure. So he's feeling him. Maxime Popov writes in nice with a, uh, a heart. So yes, if you missed that, Jay Rosehill letting the cat out of the bag. The fact that, we're going to see uh, Matthew Nye's guest on this show one more time. We're going to interview him tomorrow. It's going to be played in its entirety coming up on Monday. So looking forward to that. Um, Hellebuck is 30. He will start to slow down. Great goalie. Winnipeg wasted a good chance at a cup. That's from Donnie Does Dishes. Love the handle, by the way. PS17, Marty is good. At least he has an opinion to share. PS17, I couldn't agree more. Marty brings the heat. That's why he's all over MSG and TSN. NRDS, and I appreciate sort of his take on the crease right now, especially as somebody who was a goalie in the league 15, 20 years ago. So uh, looking forward to that gospel testimony. I would not be focusing on goaltending because their tandem is good. They need desperate help with um, compete level, grit and size on D and toughness on the wings. I That's another thing, a really, really good take. Gospel testimony. Love that handle. That's another really good take. And that was actually my next question from Artan Buran, but I ran out of time. Didn't want to keep him too long. 
was more so surrounded around should the Leafs target a top four defenseman? You know, it's so easy and and so novel to blame the goaltenders and say, hey, shit, they, they've been crap. But at the end of the day, I just wonder if the Leafs are good enough defensively, especially with an aging Mark Giordano. Who knows if Luke Shen's going to resign? He was a great story. Morgan Riley took a step back defensively last year. Uh, you lose Jake Muzzin. A lot more questions with that team. So I wonder if adding a top four defenseman could make the most sense in the world when it comes to the Maple Leafs. So thank you to everybody in the chat. Again, at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. You can find us wherever you find your podcast, Leafs Morning Take. Again, Jay Rosehill is going to be back in the mix coming up tomorrow. Once again, we're going to have Matthew Nyes next week. So stay tuned for that. If you want to go back on our YouTube page at the Leafs Nation 401, once again, we interviewed Joseph Wall yesterday. Uh, Luke Shen was on the show a couple of days back. We had Brian Burke last week as well. So nothing but the hits here on the show, including our interview today with Martin Baron, which I'll have up there in about 30 minutes if you missed it here on the show. Could always go back in the show as well. But again, appreciate all the support. It's our first day with this new software. I think it went fantastic. Less of a lag. Uh, of course, uh, those of you who were with us the last couple of days, a bit of a lag situation going on, but we seem to have rectified that. So pretty happy with that. So we'll move onward and upward and, of, of course, get set for Friday. We'll have a full recap here of Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. Jay Rozo is going to be back in the mix, and we'll look forward to next week as we get closer and closer to the NHL draft and free agency. Many thanks to producer Aaron. Fantastic job transitioning over here to the new software. Everybody in the chat, you're all phenomenal. We love you. I'm Nick Elberger. Thanks so much for listening and watching. We'll talk tomorrow. Take care. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 